Hello, and welcome back to your next favorite jam with jam. I'm your host, John Angus MacDonald, a show all about finding that next song that's going to make your day or save your life or make you want to roll the window down or make you want to fall in love or make you fall in love all over again. Um, Music's always had that ability to do so. It's always had that power over me. I know I'm not alone in that. I know many of you out there feel the same, so... I started this little thing called Your Next Favorite Jam with Jam to sort of pay forward musical discovery, you know. Um, Something's turning you on, chances are it's probably going to turn somebody else on. So um, that's what this show is about. I started doing it through the pandemic. Um, You know, I started in about mid-2020 and did it for almost two years um, and then took a little break and now I'm repurposing some of those interviews as a podcast, uh, cause I think these are, are decent chats that aren't too terribly time stamped. besides a lot of talk about the pandemic, but hell, we're still in a pandemic. So, uh, even that's not irrelevant. Um, but certainly the music talk is, is sort of timeless. And, uh, that's why I decided to repurpose the audio and make this little podcast series. Um, from here, I'm going to be featuring some, other new uh, interviews uh, and then uh, see where it takes me. You know, Um, you don't really got to twist my arm to get me on with another musician and uh, chat about tunes. I could probably do it for hours. Um, So today's guest is Tom Wilson, Uh, yet another Hamiltonian. Yesterday on Thursday, I brought you uh, John Harvey, a monster truck. Today, Tom Wilson, a guy who lives about three blocks from me, and I see him all the time walking his dog. I see him at, at the school pickups. Um, you know, I, I see him around a lot. He really is uh, one of the sort of godfathers of the Hamilton music scene. He's he's OG, uh, along before its second coming. He had planted his flag here and, and flew it very proudly of being a Hamiltonian musician. Uh, his career has led him through um, many twists and turns. I mean, J- Junkhouse sort of brought him to prominence, but he's had solo albums and he's had Lee Harvey Osmond albums. And he's, of course, he's had 25 years, I think now with Blackie and the Rodeo Kings, um, who are a great band who we've, we've shared the stage with over the years here and there. Um, nothing but love and respect for the caliber of music that they make and the caliber of musicians that they all are. Um, so I always like catching up with Tom. And I, if I recall correctly, this chat goes on a while because because of that. It's just always good to to catch up with him and talk and, and shoot the breeze. Um, we get into the details of a guitar that he has uh, that has a legendary uh, story behind it. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you listen to it in the chat. But uh, every time I see him, I, I try to lay hands on this particular guitar. And um, yeah, everything else that just comes up. Uh, originally recorded November 4th, 2020. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we shoot the shit, we shoot the breeze, we talk music and we recommend some tunes. He recommends some tunes, uh, link to the playlists are below. If you want to hear the original episode, it's, uh, also linked down there. It'll take you back to Instagram and you can watch the full video. My, my additions to the playlist that happened every week happen at the beginning of the show when I'm mostly interacting with 
comments that are coming in live from from the audience. So I clipped those parts out, but certainly the playlist has all of my additions uh, to it as well. So without further ado, here's me talking to legendary Hamiltonian Tom Wilson. Hey. Hello, John Angus. How are you? Tom Wilson in the house. Nice to see you. It's great to see you, man. I hey, uh, what was the name of that Nick Cave song? Because I didn't, I didn't get it. More news from nowhere. Oh my God! You know what? He's uh, he he sings and performs. His lyrics come off like he's some kind of street preacher that you would have seen, you know, before yeah. the uh, you know between the first and second world war. Some madman. Some madman with a Bible. Yeah. Follow yeah. with a bottle of whiskey hidden in it. You know. Great way to describe it, man. So listen, yeah. how have you been? I mean, like, unlike a lot of guests that I have on the show, uh, I see you kind of often because we don't live too far apart. Right. In the great city of Hamilton. I see so you I see walking your to kids time. to school. Yeah. Like, yeah. You exactly. see me uh, with my grandkids. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I see you driving around. I see you here and there walking the dog. And Yeah. Um, but I mean, how, I mean, I kind of know, but just for the people out there, how's, how's this last nine ten months been been for you are you you holding hanging on holding in all that stuff well i think that uh like like everybody who's tuned in everybody out there we uh we are all feeling some kind of stress or anxiety that you know we aren't even if we're not detecting it it's there john angus yeah last night today was kind of like the peak of it all you know yeah. i think for for most of us gentler people um as far as as far as my uh my personal life goes it's wonderful as far as my creative life goes i i i, I it's not a brag and i almost hate saying it but i have thrived because i haven't had to do any business john angus i haven't had to worry about selling right. tickets to shows and i haven't had to put up with uh, any of that, you know, uh, rooting tours or, or, or thinking about, you know, those moves. And as a result, um, I've, I've taken a, I've been able to knock off a big chunk of my second book, Blood Memory. Okay. And uh, I, uh, I kind of, kind of wrote a play that just got picked up that I'm writing music for right now. So wow. that, that's, that's an interesting thing too. You know, well, so, I don't know if people know this, just just how prolific of an artist you are. I mean, like, I, I know people are familiar with Junkhouse, they're familiar with Blackie, but there's also Lee Harvey Osmond, and there's an, a brand new project with Isquay, which we'll get to in a second, but also yeah. your your visual art. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know you were writing plays. I knew you were a published author. So, I mean, yeah, this the, is like, uh, best, best-selling author, John. Best-selling author. I heard it in <laughs> book, right? And yeah. then... And then you're also a prolific grandfather, which is, I mean, like, it's, <laughs> it's unreal. How, like, how, where do you find the time? Is there a missing hour in the day that they haven't told me about? Or? Well, I don't know where you find the time. I'm 61. So uh, time is, uh, you know, it's a commodity, you know what I mean? So I've, I've got to, I got to take advantage of it. And it's amazing that, and I mean, I know that you're experiencing this in some way. You're, uh, you're not at a tender age, John Angus, but you're going to be. <laughs> uh, you know what? I turn I turn the tender age of forty next week. Oh my god! But yeah, I'm catching up, man. If you stay still, I'll catch you eventually. As, as Ray Ferrugia, the drummer from Junkhouse, would have said, "I've got shoes older than you." <laughs> um, Can I borrow? Yeah, yeah, go get. Uh, uh, you, I realized, uh, you know, just how much time 
you look back and you see how much time you've wasted. And, and if you are, if you've made the decision to work to be an artist, and I don't think that any of us are, are artists or should consider ourselves artists, we should consider ourselves apprentice, uh, apprenticing to become artists. It's an important, it's an important thing to keep in mind as, as, as you journey through this life. But uh, I, I wake up and my job is to try and create something that wasn't there yesterday. And the joy that I get out of that, the satisfaction that I get out of that is, is, is beyond words for me. I, I, and I, I actually can't describe how fulfilling it is. Okay, um, so let me ask you this. Yeah. How, how are you dividing? Or is it, do you simply follow inspiration or do you have a way to divide your time? Do you, do you take Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to my studio and I'm going to paint. And Thursday and Friday, I'm going to pick up the guitar and I'm going to woodshed there. And I'm going to work on a couple pages of my book on the weekend. Or is it strictly inspiration driven? It has to be organized a little bit more. But I've managed, uh, I've been painting now for since 1997, just to yeah, let you know. I've seen so, I mean, murals around town. They're, they look fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you. Um, the painting is, is, is really, to tell you the truth, what I'd rather be doing, uh, because it's meditation to me. It is the one, it's the one bit of, uh, indulgence and, uh, the one step towards becoming an artist that I enjoy the most because it is, I, I don't have, I, I'm too ADD. I'm too worked up to be able to settle down and sit my big fat mohawk ass on a pillow and meditate you know right. what I mean? But, That's tough. I've tried it. I've tried yeah, it. yeah, I've tried it too. It's it's hideous. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Buddhists are trying to become Buddhists for good reasons because they're you know they're just their life is out of hand to begin with. You know, right. uh, and I, I get my life uh, grounded uh, through painting. Really, it, it's uh, you know it's one on one. Your your nose to the canvas. You know, it's about shapes and it's about colors. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily about words and melodies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, anything can happen. Uh, anything can happen in any of, of the art forms. But right. uh, uh, painting, it's particularly a, a step away from the real world. And I welcome it. Right. Uh, so I didn't really answer your question. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's little, okay. I was a little, I'm always, I was, curious, about, I'm always I'm, curious about process. Um, yeah. You can, go, you can go into that if you want or, or not. But the, the, um, do you find that that's... Does that tip the balance then? Are you more in the in the studio on the canvas than you are on the guitar? These days? Uh, I, I, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm painting more. I'm, 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 I have an exhibit right now in Grimsby at the Grimsby Public Art Gallery um, cool. that that is is uh, is showing right now, and uh, I'm always working towards the next step uh, steps in my my visual art. Um, as far as writing goes, as far as music goes. That is something that um, you, you kind of, you know, I have to describe the creative process as almost like building a muscle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like yeah. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a fat guy, right? And if you asked me to run five miles, I'd have to tell you to, you know, piss off. But right. if you gave me a year to work towards running that five miles and I actually got right. up every morning and I went out. And I ran one block, and then I ran two blocks, and then I ran over to Shadow Golf Course. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Then when you came to me uh, a year later and said, "Hey, you know, we uh, <laughs> run five miles for me," I said, "Yes, I will. Right now, watch me go." So um, it's the same thing with songwriting, and and we know that that it's like we've been doing it long enough. 
But if we get on a plane and fly to Nashville and we end up with a briefcase writer, you know, at mm -hmm. Reba McIntyre's publishing house, and mm -hmm. we have two hours to work on a song, you can actually come up with something, John Angus, yeah, because right. you've been doing it for so long. That muscle yeah. is, is, is in place. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And, that, and that's the way you do get, that's the one way you do get better. You don't necessarily get that reckless abandon thing back from your 20s, but you do get better at that other thing, which is just always being sort of on guard and, and, and ready, to, ready to pounce, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we we uh, we're not really we're out to entertain ourselves. Let's be honest, that uh, we're out to entertain ourselves first, you know. So mm -hmm. the things that I write and the things that I paint are are I'm I'm, I'm satisfying myself first, and uh, if someone else likes it, then that's really great too. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The book itself, uh, writing a book. Now that's something that uh, people said, how did you write that book? Did somebody write that book for you? And and I'm getting too old to punch people in the throat, John Angus. So <laughs> I actually have to like- Well, don't step... let that stop you, man. Don't. I, <laughs> I know, All right. as I used to say, don't let fear hold you back. Right, right, <laughs> um, right. The, um, uh, uh, writing a book is, 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 it's just hard work, right? I get up, right. um, I uh, take the dog out to uh, the dog park out in Lancaster. I come home, I sit at the computer and I work for so two you're or typing, three hours you're not you're uh, typing not yeah 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 in fact you know when i when i when i got the book deal um with random house uh i was i was you know quite cavalier about the whole thing i said oh yeah yeah i said to my editor who by the way also edits margaret atwood she also worked on margaret atwood's like, like she's a heavy hitter you know what i mean it'd be like it'd be like walking in with uh Steve Lillywhite or somebody to produce your record you know it's like yeah. but I, I said to her oh yeah yeah you know what we'll do this will be great I'll come in and uh, why don't we do why don't you interview me like five or six times and then you can take that and you know type it up and she <laughs> looked at me like what kind of an asshole are you you know she <laughs> says no she says no you have to write the book I said what do you mean she goes like you have to sit and you have to actually write the book and it was the best advice because, you know, you, you always run into people that are looking for shortcuts, you know, mm -hmm. that are looking at art and creativity as a shortcut, you know, and right. really what it is, it's, it's hard work. That's the joy of it. The joy of it is the hard work. So right. right now, every morning, if you come to my house and please bring a coffee or something, if you do, I'm not living far from you, John. I'm just going to come for that guitar. I'm coming for that guitar one of these days, just, just to strum it for, oh, you brought it. I love that. Yeah, I, oh, it's, it's here in my office with me, right? So I, I feel like this, this conversation could go on for hours if we really go down every rabbit hole. But quickly tell people, because this is important, and I'll put a song on and buy them as well. But tell people about the history of that guitar, brief history of that guitar, because I played that guitar and it's fantastic. Okay, this is, uh, this is the Reverend Gary Davis's 1949 J200. Oh, yeah. it, uh, he, okay, so the long story, the short story of it is, let me ask you, where would you find the holy grail of ragtime guitar guitars, John Angus. Would you find it in Memphis, Tennessee? No, you wouldn't. Would you, you find think. it in Mississippi? No, you wouldn't. You would you think. find it in Chicago? No. Would you find it in Ottawa, Ontario? <laughs> Not the, a million years. The whitest place on the planet. Yes, <laughs> you would find it in Ottawa, Ontario. And uh, I played this guitar at a friend of mine, a folk singer named David Whippen's house and when I was 18 years old. And... Um, you know, uh, Brett, when I had Brett from the Glorious, sorry for the for the digression, but when I had Brett from the Suns, he put a Dave Whitman song on the playlist. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but anyway, it, don't let me interrupt you. You, but, you know what? Can I tell you, John Angus? You should yeah. listen to David Whitman. He is 
monstrously great. Yeah, um, so Wifford had it at his house, and he said, oh, he says, yeah, man. He goes, uh, that belonged to the Reverend Gary Davis. And uh, I thought that was really cool. So in 1970-71, just a couple of years before Reverend Gary Davis died, he played La Hibou in uh, a coffee house in Ottawa. And he didn't have anywhere to stay, so he, uh, a guy, a local poet uh, named Bill Hawkins, said, well, you can stay at my house, because it's like 70, 71. Everyone is still really hippie-ish, you know what I mean? The Glebe in Ottawa at the time is like, you know, David Wythe and Ian Tamblin, Sneezy Waters, yeah, all yeah. these writers. and Bohemian. And, and, yeah, very bohemian. And um, uh, so Reverend Gary Davis stayed at the house, did the three shows. Ten days later... <laughs> <laughs> he's still there yeah and they, they've gotten into some shenanigans you know there's yeah. been some i guess some women and some you know substances and etc and the reverend gary davis after being there for like a week and a half said oh man i gotta go home and uh, bill hawkins said wait a minute man uh we owe a lot of money around town you can't go home and the reverend gary davis said well, I, I don't have any money why don't you take this guitar and oh, Bill cool. Hawkins took the guitar. Now, Bill Hawkins, uh, John Angus, was a poet and a taxi driver. So he never had any money, right? Yeah. Um, so what would happen was over the years from 1970 until I got the guitar, he would uh, come over to your house and say, listen, I need 300 bucks for rent. You got 300 bucks. I'll give you the guitar. When I get the 300 bucks, uh, I'll give it to you. You give me the guitar back. He did that for decades until wow. he finally gave it to a guy named Doug Orr and said, will you give me some money for this guitar? I'll be back. And Doug Orr said, sure. And gave him the money. And uh, then Bill Hawkins died. So Doug Orr was left with the guitar and I tracked it down last year at city folk in Ottawa. You know, that giant folk festival. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was playing that and I was wondering about this guitar and I inquired about it and I found it and I bought it just over a year ago and I've restored it and you've played it and I get to tell this story whenever anybody asks me, I'm always happy to say it. Yeah, I love it. I'm playing some, I'm, I got them on in the background here just because I mean, Samson and Delilah, I mean, come on, it's amazing. Unreal. Okay, I'm gonna put this song on the playlist just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to. Got to put the Reverend on. I'll tell you who, uh, and I mean you'll appreciate this. The guy I, when I when I, I I put a picture of it on uh, Facebook that I bought it, and every blues player I knew got a hold of me. Everybody from like Colin Linden and Keb Moe to David Gogo to Colin yeah. James, everybody was like, wait a minute, you've got the Reverend Gary. So um, it's history, man. It's, it's more than an instrument. It's, it's, a, it's, uh, a, it's, it's like reaching it's back a, into time, you know, it, for, it, it's, it's amazing. Well, you know, you know what, and, and you and I, uh, in fact, most, uh, most uh, musicians with, with soul actually believe in the magic that's in old instruments, you know, and whether it was played by the Reverend Gary Davis or Keith Richards, the, you know, those are, those are interesting things, but some guy that, you know, uh, worked, uh, worked all day and came home and sat on his front porch and played that guitar and you find yeah. it 50, 60 years later, that guitar has got a lot of soul in it. It might not Absolutely. be a well-known person. It might just have been somebody's grandfather, great grandfather, but you know, uh, uh, working men have a lot of soul and they put, uh, they, transfer that soul into the wood and the strings and 
make, make wonderful instruments. Okay. Uh, like I said, every rabbit hole I, I could go down with you, but I do want to quickly touch on uh, two, two more things before we get to some of the song picks. But I want to ask you about your recent running with the law, because there's an interesting, uh, interesting story there. I only gather what I gathered from media and social media. But you were out, from what I gather, you're out playing on uh, the Highway 6, uh, the protest going on up there near Caledonia, right? You were playing for the folks out there? Yeah, 1492 Land Back Lane uh, is, is what it's called. Uh, the Six Nations uh, uh, was given uh, after, after the war against the Americans. The British gave, um, gave uh, the indigenous people there uh, five miles on either side of the Grand River. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you that are uh, geographically challenged or just don't know the area, mm -hmm. uh, five miles either side of the Grand is is some pretty serious real estate, man. That's Brantford, Ontario. That's Caledonia, yeah. Ontario. You know, that's Cayuga. That's Dunsville. You know, that's a lot. It's an awful lot of yeah. important real estate. And, um, uh, you know, because of uh, greed and ignorance and, uh, you know, being able to uh, walk with a colonial swagger, um, people just keep chipping away at land that begins, belongs to the Six Nations. Right. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it always gets ugly, you know. I mean, the local politicians there, um, you know, it, it starts to almost seem like the Jim Crow South you know, the way they speak about, you know, these proud people who are defending their land. Yes. So uh, I went out there. I mean, I'm a Mohawk and, uh, uh, you know, I'm 61. I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm going to do what I can do. So I went out there one afternoon and I uh, played some songs and I delivered a bunch of food. I bought a bunch of, you know, those uh, roasted chickens you can buy at Fortino's. Yep. I yep. bought like a, an army of those. I bought like, you know, six, seven hundred dollars worth of groceries and went down there and I performed uh, with a bunch of other folks uh, who I won't mention because uh, maybe they're not arrested sure. yet. And then um, and then weeks later, uh, the OPP came to my door and mm -hmm. uh, I got John Angus. I got to use a line and I'm not making this up. I got to use a line I've been dying to use my entire life. OPP, OPP come to my door. I open the door. I take a look at them. I lean against the door. I went, what took you so long? <laughs> Which, you know, and then one of the OPP guys say, well, before we start, Mr. Wilson, I just wanted to let you know, I was such a huge fan of yours in high <laughs> <Yeah>. school. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, but um, I, I don't. Uh, I don't have. Uh, I don't have any ill feeling against the OPP. Uh, as Merle Haggard once said to me, uh, you know, he says, uh, "I love soldiers." He says, "I just don't like the politicians that send them to war," mm -hmm. and uh, I like the OPP, but I don't like the racist politicians in Haldeman County that are uh, that are dragging dragging the entire community down and yeah. our divisionists and we're experiencing we're experiencing uh people dividing us as people left and right we don't need yeah. it here in canada 100 mm -hmm. I, I 1492 land back lane please go on twitter look up the hashtag and uh research it if you like or just say something positive give yeah. your support yeah, I've seen, I've been out that way. I've done some sessions out on, uh, on the studio out there that you're familiar with as well. And uh, 
seen the seen the, the I don't know what you call it. A, is it a sit-in? Is I, I'm not sure if, if I'm getting the the, the language. It's right a here. land. It's uh, it, it's a uh, they're land defenders is what land they defenders, are. Yeah. And uh, they're living in tents and living in shacks. And it's something to see, man. It really is because this is this means something to these people. And it's you don't this isn't uh, you know this isn't a trend. This is this is you get a sense this is about life. You know about their life and their quality of their life. And it, you know I, it's I I applaud you for going out there and throwing oh well, thank you. You know, at 61 years old, I've hung out with some pretty crazy characters, and it's the first time I've ever been arrested in my life. But, um, you know, just to fi finish on this, you know, these are people that are true of heart and uh, that are standing up for something that is, is right. And it's funny because when uh, organizations like Black Lives Matter come up, they become terrorists because that's right. an easy thing to divide. When, uh, when Indigenous people stand up, on their hind legs and decide to not take any more bullshit. Mm -hmm. They're known as ter they're they're called terrorists. Yeah, and that's not what they are. That's not, not what this is about. Yeah. yeah, they're just uh, no. They're saying no enough. Mm -hmm. You know. Right. Anyways, I don't. I don't want to. I don't well, want to drag me, your show let me, down. Let, let me make a, a segue into your new project. Then I mean, I, I understand just. You just filled me in that you're you've got yet another band. I mean, I don't All know right. if this is four or five. I've lost count, but. But congratulations, and, and what's the deal? When can we hear it? Um, this Friday, um, Red, Mu uh, Red Music Rising is a new record label, an indigenous record label, and they've signed uh, Isquay and myself to, um, to a deal, and we're putting out two songs, and uh, a song called Blue Moon Drive, which I released years ago with um, Lee Harvey Osmond and the Cowboy Junkies. Um, that's, that's the first song that's coming out, and, and you can look for it on Friday. Um, Does the project um, have a separate name, or is it going, you going under Is Isquay and Tom? No, it's like it's not even a band. We just it's it's completely. Uh, uh, we just discovered that we sang really well together, and that we got along. You know, um, so it really is. It's not like putting a band together. In fact, when we got signed, when they wanted to sign us, they said, "Okay, well, let's get that band." And I said, "What band?" <laughs> we just did. We did one show at the Inspire Awards and the National Arts Center in Ottawa, uh, Indigenous Inspire Awards. And people really liked what we did. People were really encouraged. Right. And that's how we ended up. Uh, we recorded out at Jucasa. Um, we used, well, that's uh, what you were doing out there. Yeah, we spoke when you were out we were, there. I, I was there right after. I was there right before you guys, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Well, that's great, man. I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to throw that first single up on the playlist when it comes out Friday. Thank you. Because it's come up. Can you, so we got some, we got some Reverend Gary Davis. We got some Isquay Tom Wilson track hot off the presses on Friday. You want to add a, another song or two before we wrap this yeah, up? Yeah. Here's a song uh, called Florence Jean by yeah. Damien J-U-R-A-D-O. Yeah, yeah. I hate to let you down before the sun goes out. Everything cool. I took you, you know, I found it here as well. It makes me, makes me want to take my shirt off. <laughs> all right man and well, um, i've not yeah. heard this guy either so i always love a new no i don't know anything about him and you know i'm finding my music uh by eating marijuana cookies and watching netflix and uh getting my shazam going <laughs> you know i push oh, Shazam man. like what is that music it, you know it's it's valuable man that's a valuable avenue like and you know what it's 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 the it's the uh 
it's kind of like the radio of, of the millennium, right? I mean, people are discovering music uh, by accident or they're discovering music one-on-one, -on -one, like you doing this this uh, Instagram show. This yeah, is, yeah. Uh, you know, you're communicating, communicating with people one-on-one -on -one, and it's really what we need, you know? Uh, it, it's really great to uh, play for thousands of people, but it all comes down yeah. to resonating one person at a time. I got one more song, Margo. Okay. What's the name of that band again? The K. Hey, say hi to Margo for me, okay? Oh yeah, she's coming around. All right. What's that? Crendon. Okay, I'm gonna spell this for you, okay? Yeah, you got it. It's K H R U A N G. Yeah, I got it. B I N. Now they made a record with. Uh, who'd they make a record with, honey? Um, I can't remember. Crendon. Yeah. And, uh, the song is called uh, Summer Madness. Check that okay. out. And they made an album with Leon Bridges. Yeah, yeah they uh, made an okay. album with Leon Bridges. And Summer it's, Madness. it's so cool. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? Is that a cool name? No, that's not really a cool name. Am I ever going to remember that name? No. Can I even pronounce that name to tell my friend? No. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, change your name. Yeah. Make, make it easier on me. I, yeah, I hear you. But it doesn't seem to be hurting though. Yeah, oh, I, 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 you know what? I found, oh, Margo found him. Margo found him. She's, uh, she's up on all this cool stuff. But yeah, I'm totally with you on musical discovery, man. I'm, it's like, it, it's just never been easier in a way. Like, Shazam's a miracle, really. Like, to yeah. be able to hold something up to the TV. Like, I used to stick around to the end of movies and wait for that credit to roll around on a VHS. Like, that's how I discovered the Velvet Underground, because they were in Completely. All the Stones doors but i had to wait for the thing to scroll up and then i copied down lou reed velvet underground then i went on columbia house and ordered it in the mail and it came like three weeks later yeah but now literally you're holding it up to your phone and you have it in your in the palm of your hand it's it's pretty well crazy. the the only downside i mean uh if it if, oh. i love it i i kind of want you know what this song makes me want to take my shirt off too okay man well you know you can it's a family show but, okay uh, <laughs> Uh, cool, man. I, I always encourage people to go home and like properly listen. That's why I add it to the playlist. People follow the playlist. They go home and give it a proper listen. Uh, you were going to say about the downside. What's the downside, downside is downside is I, I never know. I mean, when I get asked and I'm sure you get asked when I'm doing interviews, hey, or just by people, hey, what are you listening to? It's like, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just there. I just know that I love it. And believe it or not, I mean, the commerce of that for the artist or for guys like you and me, is is not very good but we're getting down we're burning the rock down to just the art right mm -hmm. it's not it's not it's not about what the artist you know what kind of haircut they have or if they have groovy trousers or yeah. whatever it's just about what really resonates with us that, and that's that important is, that is so true man that's that's so so true because i don't know what half the bands that i fall in love with these days even look like no. you know what i mean and like that that you know, as far as like mass marketing or, you know, mass marketing of, uh, of, an, of an act, it used to be so much about the trappings. And I just think like, I, I got into this band Devochka earlier this year by sheer coincidence, they're from some part of Eastern Europe or it would sound like they are, I have no idea where they're from. But, um, but I mean, it's purely music. I couldn't tell you what one of these guys look like or, what they no. or who they hang out with or what the- And, that, and that's, that's what it is now. Hey, you know what? I don't know, do you, do you know the band, The Masters of Reality? No. Okay. A, a, a Jody I know sings. The Sabbath album, but uh, Masters of Reality. Jody sings. 
Okay. Now they they made a record. Also, listen to the whole record, John Angus. It's called um, "Suffer uh, uh, Sunshine on the Suffer Bus." I think it's got a rabbit okay. on a bicycle, and uh, okay. they got Ginger Baker to play drums on the record. They, he joined oh, the band wow. for a while. But that was a band. Their first album had like mystical castles, you know, and dragons and and all this shit going on. And they yeah. played at the uh, Phoenix, and I went, and all these kind of you know, people who like castles and dragons and, and you know, uh, trees that talk like, to each other. Yeah, that kind of rock yeah. music all showed up expecting to see, you know, guys with capes and wings and stuff come and play, you know, crazy guitar. And it was like three guys from Rochester, New York, you know, kind of wow. they look like they look like they just finished cleaning the toilets at the Phoenix and they ended <laughs> up on stage. People are like that. what they you know they were and they're so good. But uh, please, um, I, I urge you to listen to that album. Jody sings though is a masterpiece. Little bit of music. Okay, um, the, are these one of the? Oh yeah, they're there. They're there. Okay, cool. Well, that's uh, I'm putting all those on there. I love it. Um, I've taken up enough of your time. I, I always ask people for ten minutes. We've been going on more than twenty. So uh, I know. I'm okay, sorry. I, I ruined your show, but you know what? No, I really, you haven't. I, I love it. When I appreciate like you this. having on. And you know what? It's it's like uh, uh, I I would like to get together and maybe uh, play some music sometime, John Angus. That'd be kind of fun. It'd be an honor. I mean, the only what's been a habit of ours. I don't know if it's going to happen this year or not. Jr., if you're watching, you can chime in. But uh, we see each other. We at least play together once a year. That's guaranteed. It's been uh, for at least for the past five years at the Jr. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Benefit yeah. concert, which is always great. But yeah, you're right. We got to do something, something in between. We got to do something. Well, that ain't happening this year, I, I don't think, you know. But knowing JR, you know, anything's possible. <laughs> he would try. He would try. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to try, but we'll see. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a parade. Um, okay, so we'll leave it at that. And may I also say you're incredibly well lit. Yes. Well, let me just <laughs> I know show your you. Yes, it's this magic ring light, right. um, which uh, a hairdresser showed me. But uh, you know what? It's it's kind of harsh right now. But if I add lighting to it, John Angus, you know, it really, I really come to life. I was just kind of scary looking before. You look yeah, I know. And you know what? I I had my I got to tell you, I had my truck um, detailed, and my truck looked so good when I picked it up this afternoon that I washed my hair and I trimmed my eyebrows. Whoa! Nicely shaped. Not bad. Looking good, Tom. I got some tricks up my sleeve. Yeah, man. All right, bud. Uh, okay. I'm see you around with the dog or the kids or the, the car or the groceries. or the, I know See you down on Aberdeen, buddy. See you on Aberdeen. Take care. Love you, buddy. Take care of yourself. Say hi to everybody. Okay.